What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Burton. Lennon, how are you doing this week? Doing well, man. You know, sports are over. We're in the dull dredges of summer, so that means I'm watching a Olympics. lot of movies now. Oh, yeah, there is the Olympics, but that might not happen, bro. Let me just I don't think honest. it's going to happen. Might not happen. If we're, so if, we're make, if we're making bets on that, I bet it won't happen. I'm with you. And so what that means, that means I got to be in the movies, and there's a lot of movies I want to see. We're waiting on Zola to get on VOD. That should happen next week. Pig, I want to go watch Pig. But if I wouldn't have been going to a convention this week, I'd go watch Pig. Well, it's also the height of reality show times. We'll talk about some uh, movie on the rise, and we have and Lo- we, Love Is Blind's not this week, but it's coming up. Yep. Uh, F uh, Boy Islands coming up that Nikki Glaser show we talked about. I'm hyped for that. Um, you know, Bachelorette's still going strong, and Bachelor Paradise <laughs> will follow just right after it. Y'all better um, be Big Brother if, Love Island. If you're a Bachelorette fan, stick around to the end. I got some fucking takes today. Boy, did Katie fuck up. But we're going to get to it. I've been waiting to talk about this all week. I watched that shit and I was hot. Yeah, man, it was a pretty intense episode. Um, They're finally down to the final four, so we'll get into that at the end. And Uh, let me be honest to the viewers. The movies this week, kind of trash. Yeah. This yeah, week well, is mainly about stories in The Bachelorette, if I'm being honest. If you're not into The Bachelorette, the story talk's going to be great. The movie reviews, gun, Gunpowder Milkshake let me down, let me down. Yeah, I felt bad because of the cast, but, you know, just... Space we'll Jam kind of let me down, too. Like, it wasn't bad. Like, I keep saying that everywhere I talk about it. It's not bad, but it's not... It's not for well, me. It's not for our age. Made for eight. Yeah, years. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. I have a take that kind of, you know, puts it into perspective. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is definitely a kids' movie. So tell your, tell can, and your nieces, nephews, sons, daughters. Definitely go watch, watch that. But I'll, I'll tell you this get ready for next week because we're reviewing a David Fincher classic. Yes, we're going into the world of Fincher. You may say, are they doing seven? Are they doing Fight Club? Are they doing Gone Girl? No. Doing Zodiac. Doing fucking Zodiac. Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr. in one of his best performances, I must say. Better than Iron Man. Maybe his best, besides like Charlie Chaplin. Check that out. Make sure you watch it this week. It'll be out probably Thursday, Friday-ish, one of those days. Uh, But Zodiac's the next movie we're doing on Running Back. I'm hype. Well, to make up for the bad reviews, like you said, we do have a lot of news stories and a lot of pretty good ones that are right at the top. So I'm ready to jump right on into it. So let's get started. So Fast Nine's Sun Kang, he's going to be in, well, he was previously announced that he's going to be in the upcoming Obi-Wan movie or series that's on Disney Plus. But it's been revealed that he's going to play an Inquisitor. And not any Inquisitor. He's going to play the fifth brother, a character that first appeared on Rebels. Mm. Um, recent reports also claim that Bird Box's Vivian Lyra Blair has been cast as a young Leia in the series. Moreover, she will reportedly be fundamental in driving Obi-Wan to come out of self-inflicted exile once more. What, uh, what exactly that entails is still up in the air. See, that's, that's interesting. Because like, we know... It's the- interesting. 
because like the there's always the conversations that people have when they're reading too much into the fourth episode of Obi-Wan and Vader seem like they met before and and, and previous to episode three. And even and think about what Leia's message, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. She does mention like later on, it's like you're you've shown my father in the Clone Wars, but why is like Obi-Wan Kenobi the one person they reach to? Like, have they reached out to him before? You know, we know that Bail Organa and him have a connection. So I don't know. That's what I was about to ask you. Does that mess up canon a little bit? You Mm -hmm. know? Okay. Okay. So you, you passed the canon test, but I am hyped for Sung Kang, AKA justice for Han, baby. Han is back in the fast movies and he's about to be an Obi-Wan as a fucking Sith. You know, he's going to have a lightsaber. That means Obi-Wan's going to whoop his ass. Shit's gonna be lit, but they can't kill him though. That's the thing. I have to. He dies in Rebels. On... Yeah, I'd have to look back on Rebels on that. I don't remember exactly if he died in Rebels or whether or where this falls in the Rebels timeline. Because we I, know. I'm pretty it... sure he dies in Rebels. I'm pretty sure he falls off of some shit. I couldn't. I couldn't remember to be exactly sure. But either way, five and six Inquisitors. He's definitely getting his ass whooped. Yeah, I think he's the one that has the lightsaber that like spins now i have a question for you does this obi-wan series have the black widow effect of we know he's gonna die in four so we know he makes it through this does it affect the stakes uh, i don't think it's about the stakes because everyone kind of understands like what the story is all about it's gotcha. more so just to know what the adventure is and like to see what he was up to gotcha i just had to ask you know if it affected the stakes i'm excited for it ready to see what happens. But, you know, this is good that they're filling out the cast. We're starting to know it. Inquisitors. So that tells me we're probably going to see one Darth Vader. I'm assuming. Oh, well, that's for sure. I mean, Hayden Christensen has been cast. They've pretty much, I, I saw some leak reports that they are going to do Clone Wars flashbacks mm, with Hayden. Good. Nice. And then he, and he's, and they've already announced that he's going to play Darth Vader. Nice. So, okay. Live. We'll get both. I hope it's not just. I hope it's not just like mental visions Obi Wan having of Darth Vader. Like no, I hope. No, I'm it, sure. It come I'm, face I, to face. From what I'm hearing, it's gonna be like full on flashbacks. Like they're gonna be wearing Clone Wars, like the those the outfits they wore on the show. Oh, okay, okay. Like so they're, the going, cartoon. they're going like, back. Okay, all right. Well, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm going to be full out. on flashbacks from what I'm hearing. So I don't okay. know if that's for sure. All right. But well, that's what's up. But from the world of Star Wars to the world of DC in the Heights, Leslie Grace has officially been cast as Barbara Gordon in the Batgirl upcoming HBO Max movie. Several actors tested for the role of Batgirl, including Isabella Merced or Merced, Zoe Dutch, and Haley Lou Richardson. Makes sense that they chose Leslie Grace. If they want to choose to connect it to the Robert Pattinson verse, they can because it makes sense with their Jim Gordon. Jeffrey Wright's daughter. Exactly. If they don't want to, they don't have to, but either way, it leaves it open for them to do based on if the Matt Reeves movie is a smash or not. Yeah, I, I think that was a good call on that. Zoe Dutch was a cat was a name that I would have thrown out as an like I understand like why she was tested, but like with the way that this DC layout is working out, it doesn't seem like that would be where she'd be placed. All power to her though. I mean, she doesn't really seem like she'd be the superhero type. But I mean, like, you know, good for her for trying out for it. I mean, yeah, thanks, bro. A lot of Latino uh, superheroes now. We got. Batgirl's a Latino. We got uh, Supergirl. Supergirl's a Latino. And I think there's one more in Shazam. 
Well, yeah, I mean, a a few of the, well, one of the, two of the Shazam kids are Latino. Yeah, true, true, true. So, look, a couple years ago, we were like, where's all the Latino superhero? Where's all the representation in superheroes? We're getting. We are going to get the Blue Beetle movie, too. Yep. So, we're getting. Shout out, shout out to y'all, man. So, I'm excited for this. Like I said, can, can connect to the Pattinson movie. Doesn't have to. It can. Just depends. We're in a multiverse now, man. Anything is possible. And I don't want to hear Marvel fans coming at like, oh, DC copied the multiverse after us. No. I don't want to hear any of that. It's going on at the same time. No. It just so happens. Flash to- TV series luckily beat them to the punch. Yeah, true, so. because we had Ezra Miller in the Flash TV. That is facts. That is facts. That is facts. So... Shout out to that. But speaking of the world of Marvel, Mogul Mowgli's director, Bassam Tariq, is in talks to direct Marvel Studios Blade, uh, starring Mahershala Ali, uh, with uh, Watchmen writer Stacey Osei Kufer, uh, was confirmed to write the script. So didn't see Mogul Mowgli, but, you know, glad that Blade's getting off the getting off the ground. Yeah, it's getting, it's moving. And to see a Watchmen writer be attached to it is definitely something that you can be excited about. That's a fact. That's so. a fact. So good for good for Basam Tariq. And my thing is with this, I'm telling you, this is leading to Marvel Knights, Marvel, uh, just a, a a team with Blade, Moon Knight, Moon Knight, and whoever else they want to put in there. Whether that's Punisher, whether that's Daredevil, Daredevil who Charlie Cox had to go filming to do reshoots for Spider Man. Hey, we might be getting Daredevil sooner rather than later. So excited for all of this. But shout out to uh shout out to the new Blade uh director. Good for him. Next up, we got uh Marvel Executive Victoria Alonso confirms that Miss Marvel and Hawkeye will premiere by the end of 2021. Also, that Marvel will create an animation branch to develop more animated titles. Good, because their animation department is asshole. So I, I think this is a big opportunity for them to extend on the multiverse idea because like, let's say a lot of different ideas are thrown out in Dr. Strange where they meet a different, and even Spider-Man where you meet a lot of different multiverse characters and then you could expand upon them in animated titles. Mm-hmm. Let's say people I feel want like, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man back. Give him an animated show. Yeah. I feel like, you know, with the way the MCU works, like there really needs to be just a main storyline that carries out through all the live action stuff. So if you're going to do an animated deal, Make that the multiverse, like make it stuff that's not connected to the MCU. Well, see, it's going to be interesting how they do it because, like, by Kang saying there's multiple Kangs out there, which we know through the Wanda event, which I think the I saw someone post a video of the Loki ending pairing with the Wanda vision ending. Once Wanda explodes out, that's when Kang's like, Oh shit. He starts realizing and fumbling if you play him at the exact same time. So people are thinking those events are happening simultaneously. And that's when Kang notices it. And right after Wanda does that, they kill Kang. Thus the multiverse is born between the Lokis and Wanda. That's why I think they're both going to be in Doctor Strange. But it's just going to be sure. interesting to see because people are like, oh, Black Widow's not dead multiverse. It's like, mm, uh, we shouldn't bring Scar Joe back. I mean, we can, but like, it won't be the Scar Joe we know. So like. I feel like Black Widow was the opportunity to be like, Scar Joe's done. Florence it's time Pugh. for Florence Pugh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Team Florence Pugh, man. I am 100% Team Florence Pugh. So shout out to them. 
Ooh, this next story I'm interested in. This next story I've been pitching on pitching for years. I've been saying that this is what this franchise needs to do. So hopefully it gets done now. But the Continental, which is set in the unique hotel for the assassins of the John Wick franchise, was initially envisioned as a spinoff series, but was redeveloped as a three-night event series with movie links and movie... What? Wait, what? movie budgets the installments are about to run 90 minutes in length and according to sources have upwards of 20 minutes albert hughes will direct the first and third episodes with executive producing all three director for episode two has not yet been chosen the continental is set 40 years before the events of the week series and focuses on a young man named winston he will one day grow up to be the character played by ian mcshane in the wick movies but in the prequel story the young man is starting as a hitman hotelier who along with others create a haven for unsavory types all set in the backdrops of 1970s york i fuck with this but why are we getting three movie length episodes 90 minutes i'm not mad i just like like a a full show well i mean it's gonna be it kind of reminds me of what they did at netflix with the fear street true and having the three movies for fear street and you know you can look at my reviews on that on letterboxd fear street 2 doesn't land but Fear Street 1 and 3 are really great. So it's like, you know, they could put something together that's like a mini trilogy that could really work out. So, you know, and they're saying they're going to put 20 million of budget into this, you know. I can tell you who they're looking at. So for Young Winston, uh, they're looking at the prototype was Tom Pelfrey. They're looking at Richard Madden, Penn Badgley. Oh. Frankie is a regular male series. Brother to Winston, ex-Vietnamese vet. Uh, looking for the prototype of a Ben Foster type care cast. They're not probably not going to get Ben Foster, but a person like that. Uh, Catherine Decker, regular female. She's the detective of the series. They don't really have a person for that. Miles, veteran, uh, Vietnam veteran, gunner. He's Lou's brother and does all he can to make enough money to keep their father's old dojo afloat. Lou, a.k.a. Louise, Miles' sister. Fighter runs the dojo. Yin. Some other people. Oh, young Sharon, which is young Lance Riddick, Lewis uh, Winston's hotel aide. So he is right now the head boss's uh, the head boss's uh, assistant, and the head boss. They're looking for someone in the Russell Crowe type, the 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 uh, either the Russell Crowe type or the Tony Soprano type, aka my boy. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Which Gandolfini. Is, yeah, James Gandolfini, Russell Crowe type. He's a big mob boss. He's the person in charge right now. And uh, yeah, young Sharon works. I can get that guy who played uh, Fisk in uh, the, the Daredevil stuff. Oh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, they could also yeah. get Ray Winstone. Yeah. Because yeah. he's doing stuff again. Black Widow, he was in that. But either way, Continental, I'm excited for. Three movies, okay. Need to see where it's at. Hopefully it's an HBO thing. That would make or me a little more. Amazon. Or Amazon. That would make me a little more secure in this. But, you know, I'm excited for this. It's finally happening. Yeah, really cool. Um, I'm ready to see a trailer for that. But speaking of trailers, let's move into that. To tra- Some good trailer trailers section. this week. Uh, let's talk. Uh, I don't, it's not. It's fresher on your mind than it is on mine. Uh, let's talk about Reservation Days. Solid. The, super Taika solid. Waititi. Taika Waititi's new uh, spin on inspired paying homage to Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs. It follows a bunch of Native American kids who are stealing, who are doing these like these these 
young, uh, misguided adolescence things. They're stealing. They're just being kids, and we're seeing their lives in this small town. Very interesting. It looks like one of their compatriots dies, so their response to that. Very interesting story. A lot of humor there. I'm excited for this. What are we getting that on? Uh, FX, so Hulu. FX. Okay, in cool. August 2nd. It's like August 2nd or August 9th, around, right, right around the corner. Yep, so... Uh, let's move to Malignant. Did you watch the Malignant trailer? I did. I'm not too big of that's like the weakest trailer of the bunch to me. Probably so. It is a scary movie. It had a, some interesting aspects in it, but it, overall, it's pretty weird. There was another trailer I was going to put on here. It's like Black Cherry Lipstick or something like that. And it was also weird. It was about like a girl who, uh, what was aspiring director goes to Hollywood and then it's like a big, someone does it wrong and it's like a big acid trip or I don't know. It was wild, but um, it, those are the kind of things we're getting now. It seems like we're getting in a big time horror sense where like, it seems like everyone wants to do horror thriller, do some thrillers, do some cop murder mystery thrillers. Get, I'm, not yeah. a fool. I'm not a horror guy, but this one looking good for good for the fans. I ain't hating, but there's some good trailers we got left on the docket, like some really good trailers. Well, let's go ahead and talk about Jackass. They're still doing it. Still, t- look, bro. I, when they said Johnny Knoxville is 49, 47 doing this, and I saw him get punched by some fucking fist, I was like, oh my gosh, Johnny, please stop. Steve-O is still doing it. And mind you, I told Schubert this, all of them are doing this sober. Steve-O is a recovering addict. He's not doing that shit anymore. Johnny Knoxville is not doing a bunch of coke to do these stunts anymore. They're just doing stunts now. It's crazy. They're doing some wild shit. They had a bear come out, was about to lick some salmon off of a guy. What the hell? Jasper, yeah. I, I will say this. I love seeing like the famous uh, fans of Jackass participating, like Machine Gun Kelly, Jasper from Odd Future, Tyler, the creator, Eric Andre. Loved all of that. But I'm just like, man, you guys are old, dog. Like it's, it might be time to hang up the hang up the stunts. And I was telling Linda in the age of TikTok, you know, people do some weird sorts of jackass stunts all the time. So they have to up it even more. And they more. definitely upped it. Like a lot of this shit looks crazy. So we'll, we'll, I guess we'll watch these dudes beat the oh, shit yeah, I'm out excited. of themselves again. I fucking love it. I'm ready. Like I'm, 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 but I'm just like, yo, Johnny, please no more. <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, vacation friends. John Cena coming in with another comedy. Um, it's pretty been, pretty funny, man. I've been saying for months, is are we sure The Rock is the best wrestling actor? I've been saying it for months. Granted, we still got to see Dune. We definitely have to see Suicide Squad for John Cena, which leads into Peacemaker. But if John Cena pulls off Vacation Friends, Suicide Squad, and then Peacemaker's a smash... Is The Rock the best movie actor? I'm going to keep asking it. I'm not sure because this looks fucking great. And I can't say a movie's going to be great from a trailer, but this looks hilarious. I love the cast. It was smart casting. You go get the the lead from Insecure. You go get Lil Rel Howery to play the straight cast. You have great supporting with the dad who is from The Wire and the mom who's a legendary black actress. You then pull John Cena and I don't his, know the, uh, his, his wife is from the show Search Party on HBO Max. Boom! So you pull um, you pull them to be like the the party and white family that they had a swingers night with this knob, nah, bro. This shit looks hilarious. Bravo, yeah. John Cena. Bravo, Lil Rel Hyrie. I think this is gonna it's, be good. It's just a trailer. I just saw the trailer. It's a Hulu original, and from the Hulu originals that we've reviewed, Palm Springs, that Frank Grillo Shout movie, like. 
I mean, we haven't disliked too many of the Hulu movies. These Hulu movies are so. pretty good. They're, they are. And John Cena's doing what it seems like they do weddings really well. This is another Hulu original wedding movie. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah, doesn't the Aya Cash one? It's a wedding a movie as well. Yeah. Yep. And that's a pretty good movie, too. Uh, let's talk about uh, John Boyega, Naked Singularity. Nice. This trailer dropped Olivia literally, Cook. literally right uh, when we Bill dropped Bill Snarsgaard. What's the other guy's name? Ed Screen. Ed, Ed Screen. My guy Screen. from Deadpool, the villain. Look, great cast. I'm a big Olivia Cook fan. I didn't realize that till like I recognized in the trailer. I was like, oh, you're a really good actress. I'm a fan. You got Ed, you got Bill Skarsgård. Love the Skarsgård family. John Boyega, who we're a fan of. And then Ed Screen is this bad guy. I love it. I love it. And then John Boyega is running around with a samurai sword. Is this goody goody two shoes that's about to start stealing? Nah, this is my type of movie. Mob, cartel, stealing drugs, fighting off drug lords. I'm in it. Yeah, he's a public defender. I saw that Dick Wolf is associated with it. He's a producer, him and Ridley Scott. I was like, ooh, Dick Wolf. Okay, I see you. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty good producing group and pretty good cast. So it should be a pretty awesome movie. It's going to come out in theaters first week of August, come out VOD August 13th. Nice. A lot of of good stuff coming out on, all right let's, in let's talk let's talk about your your boy steven amell not round of applause to my guy steven steven did it he did it dude was arrow said fuck this i'm betting on myself i got better stories i can tell in green arrow cw's not buying into me i'm not getting a movie so you know what I'm going to go do a prestige TV show as a lead for stars where stars is an HBO popping, but it's popping more popping than CW to where like, if this show hits, it's going to be the talk of like hipster TV world. Like it's a wrestling show and boy, him and Alexander Ludwig, great fucking cast brother versus brother family drama. Will the big brother be the heel and, and take over the little brother star? Cause the big WWE's trying to get the little brother, big brother's feeling jealous. Like, nah, bro, I am in it. Apparently it's like their, one. their family started that wrestling league in yep. that small Georgia town. Yep. You yep. Know, yep. 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 It, it's, it looks pretty cool. I, they have good names too. They're like, uh, <laughs> Jack, Jack Spade and, and Ace Spade. I think like Ace Spade. Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm all in on the Spade brothers. It's crazy, bro. I have season tickets. I have bought all the stock of Stephen Amell, and I will just watch everything he puts out now. He's like the one actor who I want to go big, but hasn't quite done it. Like I've been a fan since Arrow. And I'm watching him in heels. Maybe he'll get a movie. I know what him and Robbie are doing is dope. But, you know, I'm supporting him. We're reviewing that on this show. Shout out to Heels. We want the interview, Steven. Don't give it to those big platforms. I tweeted at you. I tweeted at Heels. Heels liked it. Fuck with us. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for Heels. Because no pro, no platform was retweeting it. Fandom didn't retweet it. Discussing Film didn't retweet it. None of these people retweeted. You know who retweeted? We did. We did. I mean, you know, I actually had to dig pretty deep to even find out that they had a trailer out. I was pretty surprised. I was like, why isn't this like street? Like, why isn't this plaster on IMDb right now? Why isn't it everywhere? That's what I'm saying. People aren't showing Stephen Amell love. So he's going to build himself up. And I guarantee you those platforms are going to post it once they find out it's good. And then they're going to get the interview. Nah, Stephen, fuck with us. I've been fucking with you. And I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm telling you, we're reviewing heels week to week. We're going to be the heels after show because I know they don't have one now. And then people are going to come with it when it's good. Nah, we're heels. 
heels. Uh, the last trailer we got is a movie we've been talking about for a while. Something we're really excited about. It's got our boy Adam Driver in it. And it's what the last a good duel. cast. Oh, what a good cast. Adam Driver, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Ben Affleck is like the king yep. with his yeah. white beard looking crazy. Uh, Matt Jody Damon Comer. looks crazy too, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> Matt Damon looks nuts. <laughs> He does look pretty weird. <laughs> With that fucking chin like, hair. scars or whatever. I don't know who looks worse, Matt Damon or Ben Affleck. I really don't. Nah, Ben Affleck looks well, bad with that bleach blonde hair. I'll tell you, Adam Driver looks like he was built for this role. Oh, Adam Driver looks like he should be Dracula. <laughs> I- I'd buy into that. <laughs> like, like, if Adam Driver wanted to have a career of just, like, for, like, the next two years, if Adam Driver just wanted to make, like, olden-time movies where he's knights in every movie, I'd get it. He, look, he looks mean, he, the part. He looks more menacing than he ever did as Kylo Ren. And I'm like, where is this? That's a fact, because they letting him do his thing. They letting him do his thing. But this story, very important, right, for a time like right now. I thought one of the most premise, uh, one of the most powerful lines in the trailer was when he was, when she was like, uh, he was like, she was like, you need to believe me. He's like, I do believe you. Why do you think I'm doing this? She was like, no, you're doing this for your pride, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, no. She was like, no, you're doing this for pride. If, if you lose, I die. If you win, I still can die. This has nothing but, but my life on the line. And then I was like, whoa, powerful, especially with all the Me Too stuff, believing women. I'm just saying this film's going to be important. Just don't like seeing my guy Driver as the villain, but I'll be okay with it. I'll be okay. I just don't like him seeing him as the raper. I would have been I'd have been more happy if Matt Damon or Ben Affleck was the raper. I'm just an Adam Driver guy. That's all I'm saying. Didn't want to see it, but you know, I'll watch it. This movie looks good, though. Looks really. He might get his hero do one day, but for <laughs> for now, he just plays the villain good. So we gotta we gotta roll with it. But Last Duel looks pretty awesome. Might be one of the big movies of the fall for sure. Definitely looks like it, man. We got, we're we're looking forward to two night movies now: The Last Duel and The Green Knight. That's coming up good. soon. The Green Knight's really good. And might as well say this now, ladies and gentlemen, the Dune trailer is out now. By the time you guys hear this, I think it's going to be great, but I heard Snake Eyes was dog shit, Schubert. Well, it is G.I. Like we're G. not G. reviewing it. So I, It looks like your G.I. Joe verse is not getting rebooted. Uh, I, had, I had so much hype. I was so hyped. I said it could have been better than Shang-Chi. Ooh, you did. Nasty. Nasty boy. Ooh. The only I, thing that aggravates me about that is that Henry Golding wasted his time when he could have been Cowboy Bebop. Don't we're not. I'm not ranting about this. Let's move to uh, Peyton Manning and Eli. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, long story short with this story, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning will do their own broadcast of Monday Night Football on ESPN2. And they're signed on um, for 30 games over the next three seasons. I thought they were doing 10 games a season. Yeah, over three seasons. Oh, okay. So it's third. Okay. I, the way the story I read made it seem like it was 10 games total over three seasons. And I was like, huh? It makes no sense. But I think this could be dope. Like in the world, I think the future of sports is going to be multiple casts. Like there's going to be the kid cast, which we saw last year with yeah. the NBA and the NFL. I think there's going to be the X rated cast for people like us who want to hear sports casters curse and talk sports. I think that's coming too. And then you're going to get this like the former player cast that like it's only former players and they bring in celebrities and whatnot and they talk about the game. Uh, all I know is that when I saw this get announced, I was, I was like, like, I'm well, watching it. I'm not watching the normal broadcast. I'm going to watch this. Damn. Damn. We're not watching Lewis Riddick anymore. It's over for them. 
I couldn't even tell you who was on the, the Lewis Riddick, podcast. Steve Levy, and I don't know the other two people. That's I mean, after, after that year where they had Booger McFarland down on the field, I just was done with Monday Night Football. That was I, was just, I was just done. Jason Witten, that was a bad year. Oof. Yeah. So anything to get me back into Monday Night Football, and this definitely is something to do that. So this good on ESPN and Disney to, to put that together. Uh, the next story we got is George McKay, and best known for his lead role in 1917, Kelly McDonald and Hugh Bonneville from uh, Downton Abbey are all set to lead a cast in a new Netflix thriller, thriller called I Came By, which will be directed by BAFTA winner Babak Anarvi. The London-set neo-noir thriller will follow a rebellious young graffiti artist who targets the homes of the wealthy elite, but discovers a shocking secret that leads him on a journey endangering himself and those closest to him. Pull it off, Netflix, because this is the type of stuff I want. I always love hearing noir movies, but then when you put neo-noir thriller, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I just want to know the cast. I just wanted the cast. Well, you, got, you see through right there. George McKay is definitely going to be the young, rebellious graffiti oh, artist. Okay, okay. And I believe Hugh Bonneville will probably be the rich, crazy guy who's probably like doing demonic possession. Oh, that's George McKay. Okay. Okay, cool. Good for them. All right. I'm interested in this. Now I just want to know who who's the direct. Oh, we know the director. Yeah, okay. we know the director. Well, yeah, cool. Bafta we know it's Warminer. Netflix. We know everything. All right, cool. I just need to see a trailer then. Let's get to filming. Exactly. Um, the next story we got Viet Viet Tan Nguyen's best-selling debut espionage thriller, The Sympathizer, is getting the silver screen treatment at HBO from A24. Robert Downey Jr. will co-star as well as produce the show. The Sympathizer is described as a cross-culture satire about the struggles of a half-French, half-Vietnamese communist spy during the final days of the Vietnam War and his resulting exile in the United States. A worldwide search is currently underway for the lead role and the rest of the predominantly Vietnamese ensemble. Downey will play multiple supporting roles, all of whom represent will represent a different arm of the American establishment. Three main antagonists include an up-and-coming Orange County congressman, a CIA operative, and a Hollywood film director. Oh, so he's playing all three of those? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, Park Chan-wook, director of... 2003's Old Boy and 2016's The Handmaiden Great. will serve as co-showrunner with Don McKellar. Nice. I'm loving seeing these uh, Vietnamese and, and Korean showrunners coming into America. People are realizing they have great stuff. HBO is at the forefront of that. They have Bong Joon-ho doing the uh, Parasite series, and now they have Vietnam Nguyen's and uh, Park John Wook doing the uh, Sympathizer. So, hell yeah. Good for Robert Downey Jr. being ahead of things. I feel like he's taking a page out of Mark Ruffalo playbook. Like, Mark Ruffalo's like, yeah, this shit's great. Let me jump into this. Robert's like, hold up, Mark. I see you leaving the, the MCU to do some prestige yeah. shit with HBO. You know they have a Zodiac group chat. We're just all talking about if Jake Gyllenhaal's moves. next, then we know it's in, then we know it's going down. And I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if like David Fincher was like the mastermind behind all of this. Like, yeah, Bong Joon Ho, you go work with Mark, and that would just be the the full Zodiac group chat. But good for uh, Rob Down Jr. It sounds great. Again, thriller, my type of thing, espionage, and I love the fact that he's playing the three different villains. I think this could be very interesting for him. Again, I yeah. think he's one of the best actors. He just hasn't had a chance to prove it due to the fact of like. His run with drugs, the fact that... Well, he's also had some really bad um, cast 
like movies, not a casting, yeah. but like he's been some bad movies. Like the Doolittle thing was bad, but I mean, like you know, you you had he had Chaplin, he had that movie where he was the son of the judge. The judge was um, great. I like, and I know people don't like the judge. I'm I'm kind of. I don't know if it's because both my parents are lawyers, but I just love lore movies, and I thought the judge was great. I fucked with. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. These are the good ones. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Great, good in. Um, so you know, of course, the MCU. So you know, coming off of that, he really need. Oh, Sherlock is the other one I'm thinking of. Sherlock's great. Like when you look at his top list: Iron Man, Sherlock, uh, Zodiac, um, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. The Chaplin movie. Shit, I'd say Charlie Bartlett. He was pretty good in that, too. So. You not like him in Charlie Bartlett? I don't think I've seen Charlie Bartlett. You haven't with Anton Yelchin? Oh, you missing out. Let me see. Is Oh, Jake Epstein and Drake are in that. And Kat Dinnings. Charlie Bartlett. There's a Charlie Bartlett, the dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically sex therapy before sex therapy. Yeah, yeah, so I try to borrow that. Yeah, so but Robert Downey Jr. is great. Good for him. I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. But next up, speaking of MCU people, Anthony Mackie, David Harbour, and Jai Diallo Winston will star in Netflix's upcoming family adventure. We have a ghost. The movie written and directed by Christopher Landon from Happy Death Day and Freaky also stars Tig Notaro and Jennifer Coolidge. We have a ghost is adapted from Jeff Mangus. Short story, Ernest, a young man named Kevin whose family finds a ghost named Ernest haunting their new home. Discovering Ernest turns Kevin's family into an overnight social media sensation. But when Kevin and Ernest go rogue to investigate the mysteries of Ernest's past, they become the target of the CIA. This could be cool, but it's going to be a kid in David Harbour doing kid in David Harbour stuff. Yeah, but I mean, this kid is... He was the guy from Charm City Kings. Like, you know, this is not, you know, some unknown kid getting cast in something, you know? No, for sure. He's a great actor. I don't, I'm not denying that he's not a good actor. I'm just saying that, like, is this going to be a kid's movie? Is this going to be an adult movie? Like, what are we looking at here? Yeah, I'm not quite sure yet. Harbor's going to play the ghost. Anthony Mackie, I assume, is probably going to be the CIA. Or the CIA. You could be the dad too, I guess. Um, so we'll, dad. we'll see how dad, it goes. It's a fucking family movie. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna look, look, facts. Oh, I'm glad you put this in. Shout out to our guy. Commie Central's giving the order to the gods, honest truth with Leonard, Charlemagne McKell. I'm not calling him that dog. With Charlemagne the God. Like, what like, is is that what the show's gonna be called? The God's Honest Truth with Leonard McKelvey? It is yeah, the God's gone. Honest Truth with Charlemagne the God. Like, let's be real. The week, the weekly half hour show to premiere September 7th at 10 p.m. Promises to revolve around Charlemagne's culturally fluid take on social issues and also feature sketches, interviews, and social experiments. So he's doing it. He's going full late night, September 17th at Tim. Oh, I'm watching this. I got to yeah, watch it. It's, he, it's he's once a week. taking over for, you know, John Stewart's been off for a while. Of course, Colbert moved to the late show and Trevor Noah stopped doing his show. So when did Trevor Noah stop doing the daily show? I thought he's still doing it. No, he said he's taking a hiatus or something like that. Oh, okay. So they're canceling the Daily Show for a little bit, going with the God's honest truth with Charlemagne the God. 
I'm not calling with Leonard McKelvey. No, you know, no I, I think Charlemagne's really kind of hit the zeitgeist now for everyone. Everyone kind of knows what the breakfast club is. I mean, I've listened to the breakfast club probably every weekend because it's on in my car. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's good for him that he's finally getting this slot on a on the it's, network. TV. This is big, man. I'm excited for this because you know I'm always TV, into, but, yeah. into podcast business. So and he's a big podcaster, someone who didn't go to college in radio, and now he's in late night TV. This is big for a lot of people. So I'm interested to see this. And will it succeed weekly, half an hour? So it's only once a week. Is that what that's what I'm hearing? Yeah. I don't know if that's gonna work. We're gonna see. You got a lot of shoes to to, to fill Charlemagne, so hopefully it's good. But next up, we got Hong Ch- Hong Chow is set to join Anya, Anya Taylor Joy and Ralph Fiennes in Searchlight's dark comedy, The Menu. Mark Malode, who played a major part in the success of HBO Succession, which if I can convince Schubert to watch the two seasons before the next season, we will review. If not, I'll just give you all my thoughts every week because Succession, I'm going to be in season three. But the film is a darkly comedic, a uh, psychological thriller set in the world of the culinary culture centered on a young couple who visit an exclusive restaurant on a remote island where an acclaimed chef has prepared a lavish tasting menu. My guess, just from hearing the thing, he's feeding them humans. My That's what I thought too. And I'm going to watch it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. I was like, darkly comic, psychological, psychological thriller. Thriller. About a lavish tasting menu, humans. Humans. That's what he's eating. They're eating humans, dog. They're gonna be eating like dick, tongue, ears, brains, brains, eyes. That's what's about to be. But I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm gonna check it out. Ralph finds Anya Taylor Joy. Nice, great, great cast. Yep, seems pretty interesting. And you know, if you like Succession, you know this is the guy. Who, I do who, like Succession. Succession's great. He's gonna direct it, so it's probably be similar to the that style. And then that show's great, so. That's what's up. All right. Well, HBO Max is developing the Final Girl Support Group, a TV series based on a New York Times bestselling author Grady Hendrix horror novel of the same name. The project hails from Oscar winner Charlize Theron and it duo Barbara and Andy Machete. Nice. The novel's title title refers to a Los Angeles-based therapeutic support group for six final girls, survivors of mass murder rampages whose experience inspired the slasher franchises that saturated horror cinema in the 80s and 90s, earning them minor celebrity. Machete is set to direct the pilot. This could be, see, okay, see, I'm thinking this could be like a critique of those movies, like they used our pain to to sell dollars and like they could go really in depth with it and like do it that way. Or it could be, them talking and going flashbacks to the scene and showing the scenes that inspired the slasher movies. It just depends on. It could be a little bit of both. It. I feel like it's going to be a lot about their lives on the day to day or building around the support group. I think a lot of them will probably have a lot of psychological problems. They could mm-hmm. see and it's killers show- that aren't there. They could be killers now themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think there's going to be a lot of different dimensions based upon what they said. There'd be six of them. But it's definitely gonna show like, yo, the people, the the people doing this stuff did us dirty, like the because some got paid, but I don't think some did earning minor celebrity. So that means maybe not all of them got paid, and we're gonna find out about that. This could be something popping. HBO killing the stories today. I see y'all. HBO said we're not slowing down. No time soon. I'd like to see Charlize play in this if she wants to. Is but... she playing? Is she just like producing? Yeah, she's producing. Oh. She yeah, she might not play in it, but good for her. 
on the on the other side. Good for the machetes. He's busy. Yeah, he is. Flash better be good, partner. Uh, Kevin Lewis will follow up Willie's Wonderland by directing The Accursed, a new horror movie about demonic possession that its creators predict will be like Sam Raimi and Dario Argento had a love child and James Wan was its uncle. Mm. Mina Suvari uh, from uh, American Beauty, Sarah Gray from uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Alexis Knapp, head up the cast, which also includes Meg Foster and Sarah DuPont. Rob Kennedy is going to write the script. And according to the official description, it centers on a young woman who faces a horrifying past when her estranged mother dies by suicide. Ellie is forced to return home from volunteering as a nurse abroad, determined to sell the family home and get her life back on track. She finds herself haunted by terrifying visions of her mother consumed by guilt and eager for a quick escape. Ellie accepts the offer from Alma as a temporary caregiver to look after the comatose Miss Ambrose in her isolated cabin. But Alma has nefarious plans for Ellie as she soon is confronted by Mary Lynn, a witch hunter who is hell-bent on lifting a demonic curse that has plagued her family for generations. Ellie discovers that Miss Ambrose has a history in the black arts as well as a mysterious connection to Ellie's mother. As she tries to unlock the truth with her friend Beth, it becomes all too clear that Ellie was lured to the cabin under false pretenses. Nice. Good horror film. Good for them. Okay. I think, yeah, it's a film, yeah. Could be cool. You know, I'm not a big horror guy, but Andy, but Sam Raimi with Dario Argento and James Wan as the uncle of said child. Sounds like a good movie. Yeah, they're definitely giving it some high praise. I, I enjoyed Willy's Wonderland, but mainly for the novelty. I don't really know. If... And you loved it for Nicolas Cage. That's what I'm saying. Mainly the, just the novelty of Nicolas Cage fighting Chuck E. Cheese characters. Mm-hmm. But I, I, so. I don't know. How this how this will track, but we'll see. Maybe this will show his true talent, so we'll have to see. But next up, this is something that like is cool because of the people that are behind it. But I'm not really interested, and I'll explain why. But a television series based on the life of Malcolm X is in the works at Sony Pictures Television. Uh, the series will be based on novels X, a novel, and The Awakening of Malcolm X, both which were co-written by Malcolm's daughter. Elisa Shabazz X, a novel follows Malcolm's life from childhood, including his father being lynched and his mother being institutionalized against her will upon this imprisonment at the age of 20. The waking of Malcolm picks up during his time and presumably decided to join the nation of Islam, ultimately emerging from incarceration as Malcolm X. Only reason why I'm for this is because the daughter and the family is going to make majority of the money. And this is their, this is them telling their father's story. So I believe they have the right to do that. But Will it be better than what Spike Lee and Denzel did? I, I that's my that's my issue. Like anyone else who plays Malcolm X after Denzel, it's like, I don't know if you're gonna do it well because like I've seen the best do it. Well, I mean, what'd you what'd you think about when I'm Amy? You remember he was my weakest. He he was the person I thought was the weakest, and he All was right. the person that I wasn't the, that interested in. I was more interested in uh, Muhammad Ali. And uh, Jim Brown was didn't do anything. He didn't have much to do. Like Aldous Hodge was is great, but he didn't have shit to do. It was mainly uh, Leslie Odom Jr. and Muhammad Ali to me in that movie. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think that's a, I, it's it's cool, but I don't know. Maybe it I'm could be interesting because you know it's been a while since that Malcolm X movie came out. It's a yeah. TV series, more so more we'll able- digestible chunks because that Malcolm X movie is three hours plus. Uh, yeah, exactly, and it does go beyond a lot of. 
him past prison. And I think this really is going to focus on the lead up to prison and then like getting out of prison. So I think I mean, like shit, the movie did both. <laughs> like the movie did was, like, oh yeah, I understand that. But I mean, like they'll have a lot more time to dive into this for it. sure. Yeah. For sure. You know, like I said, this is his family. So I'm all for it because it's his family. But like, again, do we need another one? That's my question, especially when Denzel's movie is so great at capturing who the man was. I don't know. But again, like I said, it's his family. So do what you want. If my dad became famous and like somebody already made a movie about him and I didn't get a shot, I'd be fucking pissed. <laughs> so like, yeah, I get it. Do you think? But next up, Bill Murray is among the cast of Wes Anderson's new film. He's always in Wes Anderson films. That will begin production in Spain in August. Variety has learned sources close to the project has confirmed Murray's casting. The actor has yet has appeared in nine of Anderson's movies to date, in excluding the new pick. Uh, the as the as yet untitled film stars Tilda Swinton as she revealed exclusively to Variety in June. Though the film is shooting in Spain, it's not about Spain. Meanwhile, Anderson says he's not ready to share any details about his new film. His he's about to drop a film now. The French yeah. Connection. I mean, Swinton I mean, and Murray in a Wes Anderson dispatch. film. What a surprise! Exactly, they're in the French Dispatch. They're in all of his films, so you know, cool. Glad to see them going. The real question is, who's the lead? That's the question. Cause it's not them, but they're great support. And you know, he got Timothy Chalamet for the French connection. I'm wondering like he was going to go and dive in and get someone else or like, does he have Saoirse Ronan in this one too? Uh, like, both Timothy and Saoirse is in the French dispatch, I believe. Yeah, I think so too. But so I'm Timothy, wondering, Timothy's not a main character though. So I'm wondering if he like is looking for like the next up and coming group of like the Saoirse and Timothy Chalamet oh, is kind Timothy of actors. The main character? Oh shit. He might be. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure he is. If not, he's like in the top group. But it, it, I'm pretty sure French Dispatch is like vignette stories, isn't it? It is. It is a bunch of so. different stories. But he is one of the main, like, okay, so the main people are are him and Owen Wilson. And then Tilda, Lacedu, Cersei Ronan. Yeah, so, yeah. The cast is basically Cersei Ronan, Elizabeth Moff, Tilda Swinton, Lacedu, Timothy Chalamet, Owen Wilson, Benicio, Adrian Brody, Edward North. His cast, his people. This is just his people. Plus Christoph yeah. Waltz. And leave Shriver. Okay. French Dispatch looks good. So I'm excited to see his next uh, movie post French Dispatch. So that's what's up. Cool. All right. Next up, we got Lana Condor set to star and executive produce Takeout, a half hour action comedy from Randall Park and Michael Golamako. That's in early development at Hulu. Takeout follows a restaurant employee who's on a secret mission to take down an evil crime syndicate that's hell built on ruling New York City. Cool. Weird. Cool, whatever. I was more, I was hoping that was going to be a restaurant comedy in the vein of Parks and Rec in the office. That's kind of what I was hoping when I first read this, but you know, um, if it's evil crime syndicate, cool, whatever. I think it'd be worth, you know, the old one, two episode watch. Yeah, but, definitely. Because especially because it's half hour, but I don't know, man. Don't know, it might be cheesy. Sounds kind of cheesy. It'd be pretty cheesy. Yeah. Uh, something that could also be pretty cheesy is Paramount Plus ordering a um, Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies to series. The Grease prequel takes place four years before Sandy and Danny's relationship. Um, and uh, it's supposed to star Rizzo, Jan, Marty, and Frenchie long before they had to whip Sandy into shape. Uh, the 10-episode series is written and produced by creator of of atypical and transparent Annabelle Oaks. 
uh, Marty Bowen and Eric Feig will executive produce. Um, both are also working on the prequel movie, Summer Lovin', which is supposed to be about the summer that Sandy and uh, what's-his-face Danny met. Mm. Last October, it was reported that Paramount Plus bought the show from HBO Max, which they originally titled Rydell High and was set to build out as a high school musical kind of experience. So good on HBO Max for getting out of this sinking shit. Facts. I don't like how this sounds. This sounds trash. HBO Max not putting their name behind some some garbage. Yeah, it's Leave Grease be... alone, bro. A Grease prequel? Four years before Sandy and Danny? So what's the point? Well, two prequels. They're going to do the prequel movie that's about Danny and Sandy, and then they're going to do a prequel se- what? Series that takes four series. years before Sandy and Danny. Both of that shit sounds stupid. Get them out of here. Put them in the dirt. Paramount Plus, trash. I mean, who's still clamoring for Grease is my question. No one. No one. No. Like, all the people who are don't even know Paramount Plus exists. Facts. <laughs> what are we talking about? Ugh. That's when yeah. you don't know your audience. No. Um... Speaking of something that will not die, Clerks 3 <laughs> is uh, as uh, Lionsgate has acquired worldwide rights to Kevin Smith's Kevin Clerks Smith. 3, um, which is in pre-production in New Jersey and will begin production next month. Smith has written the screenplay and will direct. All of the major cast members from the first two Clerks films are set to rep- reprise their roles. Jeff Anderson as Randall, Brian O'Halloran as Dante, Jay Muse as Jay. Smith as Silent Bob and Rosario Dawson as Becky. In Clerks 3, following a massive heart attack, Randall enlists Dante, Elias, Jay, and Silent Bob to make a movie immortalizing his life at the convenience store that started it all. Mm. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Clerks is a solid franchise. I'm I'm into it. So, you know, I'm not mad. Clerks three, let's get it going. I'm all in. I did. I did watch the one they did recently that they filmed a lot of in, in New Orleans. What was that called? Jay was it Jay and Silent Bob Return or something like that? Something like I don't that. But it, it was all right. I mean, it was cheesy as hell. But I, I'll probably end up watching Clerks three for being real. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I wonder if Ben Affleck's gonna make a, a, an appearance. He probably know? will. He made an appearance in the other one. Yeah, he did. So they'll probably have him in this. All right, good for uh, good for Kevin Smith. Continuing on, got a lot of work. I hope that He Man series is good though. Facts. Uh, senior year, starring and produced by Rebel Wilson, has rounded out its supporting cast: Jade Bender, Michael Cimino, Jay, Jeremy Ray Taylor, and Avantika are among the actors joining the comedy, which stars Wilson as a woman who wakes up from a 20-year coma and returns to high school to try and regain her status as a popular cheerleader and claim the prom queen crown that eluded her. I was just thinking... directed by Alex Hardcastle. I was legitimately just thinking Rebel Wilson's too old to be in a high school story, and then they pull the coma stunt. I don't like how this sounds. This probably won't be good. No, probably not. (laughs) It probably will not be good. Uh, but it's definitely an interesting uh, idea. That True, it is. It just depends on can Rebel Wilson, Wilson pull it off. I'm trying to remember the last Rebel Wilson movie I watched. I think it was that one with uh, her and Anne Hathaway in a movie that I actually didn't hate. Oh, okay. Let's see. Rebel Wilson's last movie. Let's see what it is. I think it's The Hustle. It is Cats. Well, cats, but I'm talking, yeah, I mean, before that. Oh, yeah, the hustle, the hustle. 
Yeah, I actually didn't hate the hustle. Oh, it wasn't bad. Like, um, you know, it's okay. I mean, you know, IMDb has it a five five. <laughs> Would you put this about that? It, the twist was not bad. So my question is: Is Skinny Rebel Wilson funny? That's why I like. I gotta ask. Like, just like I gotta know, can Skinny Adele sing? Like, I like. I, maybe she lost. They lost their powers. I don't know. Like, fair will, question. Will Skinny Rebel Wilson be funny? I don't know. We gotta see. Cause like, I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully it is. Or will she be making like hot jokes? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it seems like she'll be making twenty-year coma jokes. True. So, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But next up, Law and Order SVU and Organized Crime will return September twenty-third. NBC is not moving forward with Law and Order for the Defense, which had been announced earlier this spring in the latest installment of Dick Wolf's Law and Order franchise. Although for the Defense isn't moving forward, insiders confirm that NBC and Wolf Universal TV are developing another title under the Law and Order banner. Hmm, what kind of show would you want to see? I knew for the defense wouldn't work. It sounded weird. Like we have defense attorneys going in these law and order things and like saving yeah. people. What what I would like to see out of the law and order franchise is to get out of the serialized law and order. organized crime. No, I would like to get out of the law and order verse. Like, you know, what I like about organized crime is that it mixes in with SBU because of Stabler or whatever. But like let's move out of New York in general. Yeah, let's do like law and order, like law and order LA, law and order Miami, law and order New Orleans. Yeah, like you know, let's let's move out of New York and do something else. I'm with it. And like, if you want to do another crime, do law and order LA narcotics, and then look at gang culture and the drug traffic ring. Why not? I'm with it. I'm with it. Or if you want to do Law and Order New Orleans SVU because human trafficking approach because New Orleans has a lot of human trafficking. It's a Miami too. Yep. So I mean, I'm down with those two. But I'm I'm glad for the defense isn't happening. Organized crime is cool. Me and Shu were both watching. I need to finish it. But like SVU, know, I think it's going to be like it's twenty third or fourth season. I'm more of the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? How how SVU is a, a procedural. I'm more of a procedural fam than the continuous story that organized yes. crime does. So whatever they do, new in Law and Order, make sure it's a procedural. Each week, I need something new, something different. We don't need a main through line. Yeah, we can do three episode arc through line. That's exactly, and then end it, cut it off. Like I'm not trying to see these villains for like the whole season. This isn't fucking Arrow. Like, what are we doing? But uh, next up, we got Antonio Banderas joins Indiana Jones Five. Cast is growing. Cast is growing, so we'll see. iCarly revival renewed for season two at Paramount Plus. Heard it was. I watched it. Did you like it? It's okay. Freddie was complaining that. Not that great an actress. Sorry. Mm, maybe that's why she didn't get work after. It's exactly why she didn't get work after. Because I was always wondering why she didn't get work. But Freddie, I saw one clip where Freddie was complaining that he wasted his 20s and had kids. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks like a, he looks like a 17-year-old who, who taped like some pubes on his face to make it look like he had facial hair. Honestly, the new characters are fine. Like His daughter is pretty funny. Um, but you know, Jerry Trainer still kills it. So Jerry Trainer's the best. He he's still the best. I heard it's him or the black girl. I heard the black girl's really good. The black girl's funny. Yep, so. she's funny. But Miranda Cosgrove and Freddie—they're the weak points of the show, huh? Yeah, that's crazy. And, and they're the main cast. No yeah. wonder why they didn't get work after. Like we saw the the Victorious crew get some work after Victoria Justice just didn't want to 
deal with the Hollywood bullshit anymore. But some of them, a lot of them I mean, got She's work. coming back, I guess. You know, Avon Georgia has done, done pretty well. Killing um, it. Killing it. The chick who played the goth girl, can't remember her name. She did. She did all right. She's not doing. She, did, bad. she had that good. Then she had the FX show for a while. The, and then of the, course, uh, for the the black guy is making music for people. Yeah, he's yeah he's uh, making music for people, which is he's pretty killing, legit. Yeah, he's probably helping out Ariana Grande, who who is we amazing. all know was on that show. Yeah, facts. Crazy. And was on Sam and Cat. I can't believe. She Bro, did that also shit. speaking of like Disney actresses, Demi Lovato. Was filming a sex scene today for a new show. She was posting on Snapchat about it. Well, good for her. <laughs> I mean, good I'll for her. Like, show. She, huh? She's been through some shit, man. Like, I, 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 does she have a biography out? Because I would love to read. Well, it. she's about to put a show out. It's going to be called the Demi Lovato Show. Well, I don't care about Demi Lovato Show. I want to. I want to know the, the behind the scenes stories. That's not like, happening for a while. About the about the dens. Well, I mean, in. I mean, Joe Jonas talked about it. Like, I mean, like, come on. Joe Jonas, you shouldn't be talking about the dens Demi was in. Demi got to tell us what she was getting high at night. I, I just can't, <laughs> yeah, I love that article that Joe Jonas did where he was like, yeah, man, like I was just like walking into the trailer one day when, and, you know, 16-year-old Miley and Demi are just smoking weed. <laughs> just, <laughs> Joe Jonas, I didn't know what pussy, to do about it. Big pussy energy, Joe Jonas. Oh, I'm so upset he's married to Sophie Turner. Don't get me started on that. That pisses me off. I fuck with you, Sansa. But I'm gonna right, last story. So, all right, final story. Kate Heron returning for Loki season. Oh, will not, not returning for Loki season two. Makes sense. Wasn't that? It was all right. I don't think it has anything to do with her performance. I think it more so she's been picking up lots of other work. Mm-hmm. Um, based based on the momentum. Last thing she said was, "I just hope whoever picks it up." Gives Owen Wilson his his jet ski. Mm, Okay. Gives Mobius his jet ski. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, all right. It's that time of the show for where we suggest one movie or TV show that's coming out this week or that's been out for a little bit that we think you should check out. It is called Movie on the Rise. I guess I'll just go first because Schubert has a lot. First one I got is He-Man Master of the Universe drops Friday this Friday. Also, if you're a fan of the of the CW show All American and you didn't watch season three live, don't worry. Season three is now about to be on Netflix Tuesday. I watch that show religiously, even though the football's trash. Still watch it. It's like One Tree. Better Hill. or worse than front of him. Okay. It's like it's, One Tree. It's Hill. like One Tree Hill. Like when like One Tree Hill did basketball okay. All American does football okay. And they're selling you on the fact that you love, they're selling boys on the fact that it's in football, one drills basketball, but like, it's all about the drama between the teens and the dad cheating on his wife and that type of shit. So it's a lot, but that's going to be out on Tuesday. And then, yeah, that's, that's about it. That's all. That's all I got. Cause I'm not telling y'all to watch, uh, to watch uh, Snake Eyes because I heard his ass. But go watch Pig. Heard Pig is amazing. One of the best films this year. Nicholas Cage might be oh, up wow. for an Oscar. Heard is great. Wow. Heard okay. is incredible. I, I'm, I'm, try- I'm literally going to watch it before next pod. Um, I'll probably go on Sunday because you can only watch it in theaters. Oh. Yep. Interesting. Uh, what I got this week is, you know, we were talking about reality shows. Sexy Beasts now on Netflix. The way we talked about prior where they... Do like professional. I was like, "What is going know, on in this face place? makeup?" Yeah, on on these uh, on these people, and they go on dates. 
as you know blind dates because they're dressed up like a baboon or, you can't or a tell devil or you can't tell like what what they what they look like. I watched the first episode. It's really ridiculously stupid. <laughs> so if you like really ridiculously stupid things, would you, you, you recommend like it again? Well, I mean, I'm going to watch the whole season because I think. Well, I think you froze. Let's see if. But, you, oh, you froze. Say what you said. You're going to watch the whole season. No, I just I. I I'm gonna watch the whole season because I like watching ridiculously stupid stuff. Mm, okay. And I just think it's I think it's kind of funny, but All like right. it's pretty it's pretty stupid. I'm definitely gonna I watch don't, I don't the want first movie. Two. I'm definitely gonna watch the first uh episode for sure. I don't want a season two, but I am glad Love is Blind is coming back because I loved that show. Okay. Love is Blind's great. Um Ted Lasso season two on Friday. Got my girlfriend. We're rewatching the first season. It's just first time she's watched it, and she's loving it. She's like, "I love this show." Nice. And I'm like, "Yeah, because it's awesome." Uh, I watched the first episode of Turner and Hooch this week. Josh Peck Disney Plus show. Not bad. It was good. I think it's gonna be procedural. Mm, okay. Which interests me because, like, the first episode at least was. Um. And they're 40 minute episodes. So it's like, I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised that I kind of wanted to check this out again. And so we'll see how it goes. It could fizzle off. Mm. But, um, and then on Apple TV, I watched, I thought this was a ridiculous concept. I watched the behind the scenes on IMDb and like, I was like, sure, I'll give it a try. Schmigma Dune. Oh, I watched the trailer with, uh, with, uh, Peel. Can- yeah, P, uh, P. Oh, no, 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 with Keegan no, Michael uh, Key. Keegan yes. Michael Key. Yeah, Keegan Michael Key. And uh, Cecily Strong and a lot of SNL cast mm-hmm. main members. It's so Key, uh, Key and Cecily Strong are a couple and they're having relationship issues. They've been together for three years, but they're still not married. You know, she's questions whether or not he's still in love with her. They go on like a relationship retreat to end up finding some mystical land that is them being trapped in a musical mm-hmm. and they can't leave the musical until they find their true love. And is that them or is that with other people? That's the question. And, you know, it's pretty hilarious watching them navigate this uh, musical landscape. I but if you don't like it. I definitely might watch Madon. This looks funny. I, yeah. It's one of those things where like, if you can't stand musicals, I don't think you'll like it. But like, if you can get behind, it is it's comedy. Like, there's they'll be doing the song or whatever, and then like, uh, Key will be like, "All right, well, you guys need to stop. I don't want to. I don't want to fucking deal with this right now." Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, he'll go off. It's pretty funny. Like, I got through two episodes right before we started this, and I was like, "Wow, I'm surprised how much I think." No wonder why you like got this. through two episodes. Your girls in this show. Who? Dove Cameron. I don't think Dove Cameron's my girl. <laughs> I thought you. I thought you were a Dove Cameron fan. No. Oh, okay. What have, what have I seen Dove Cameron in besides that one show where she played twins on Disney Channel? I don't know. I thought you were just a Dove Cameron fan. My bad. No, no, I don't know anything about Dove Cameron, but I do think it's hilarious how like Dove Cameron's obviously young and mm-hmm. like she's supposed to be like Key's love interest, and there's like a whole deal where like he's like, so you are over eighteen, right? And she just like keeps singing their song or whatever, and he's like. Duff, uh, Duff Cameron's 26 in real life. She's yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I mean, like, she can still play young. No, definitely. Also, Jane Krasowski, always love seeing her and stuff. She hasn't showed up yet in what oh, I've been watching, okay. but uh, Christian Chenowitz in it, Alan Cummings from Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. 
Don't say Alan Cummings from Spy Kids. That's not his best thing. Well, that's, that's the thing we know him from, though. Like, like kids know him from. But he was in The Good Wife. He was in Son of the Mask. He was in X Two. He's Nightcrawler. Yeah, he is Nightcrawler in X Two. That's right. Yeah, he's Nightcrawler. That's I'm gonna call him that before he's Spy Fluke. Kids. He is Fluke. He's Fluke, man. He, he is Fluke. He's always Fluke. That's a fact. Oh shit! All right. Well, yeah. That's all. That's all the stuff you got. Yeah, that's it. All right. Let's get to these reviews. Look, Gunpowder gun Milkshake. milkshake it was a lot of action garbage and it with wasn't no plot. good action. I had high hopes for it. Like I wanted it to be like Atomic Blonde, John Wick. It felt like it was trying too hard to be like John Wick and Atomic Blonde. Like it was like, oh yeah, we're going to do that, but we're going to go heavier on it and do a little our Kingsman swag as well. And like they tried like they wanted to be so many different of these action franchises and they, they didn't, didn't, they didn't, didn't like find have, an identity of his own. Yeah, exactly. Like it, I just couldn't get behind like, any of it and i didn't want to see more of it i had to stop it like halfway through i fell asleep the first time yeah i had to stop halfway through and i was like i'll just power through the last 40 minutes today because i don't want to talk about it but it was just i couldn't stand it it was boring man i'm just being honest like i fell asleep the first time powered through the second time it was just boring it wasn't like a, it wasn't a bad movie but it wasn't a good movie maybe like a five or a four i'm rating space jam higher than gunpowder milkshake that's that's fact so that's fact. That's all I got to say about um, that. Like, Space I can't even Jam. tell you about the story because there wasn't really a story. It was literally just uh, uh, G- uh, Karen Gillian. Her mom is fucking whatchamacallit. They mess some shit up. Karen Gillian has to go on the hunt for people. And then she has to go kill the gang that originally hired her. Some shit. Some shit like that. Like, it was. Yeah. She kills some guy that I don't know. I, I didn't understand any of it. It was weird. <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't um, a good movie. Space but, Jam, though, I actually liked. I like Space. I, look, okay, I like Space Jam for what it is. Is it? Does it replace Space Jam One in my heart? Hell Ain't man. no way in hell. This movie's for kids, but the things that I thought worked for this generation, the video game stuff worked for this generation. The soundtrack thought, was great. You nah? I thought the soundtrack was poo. I thought, I thought poo. the soundtrack pushed me through. Thought the soundtrack was uninspired poo. I didn't like uninspired, I, maybe, but because, I mean, like, I felt like it was because I know LeBron. I'm like, LeBron, where's Drake? Where's J. Cole? Oh, where's all fun. your people at, LeBron? But you go get Chance the Rapper? My wife? I didn't even realize there was a Chance, chance the Rapper song. In there. There's a Chance the Rapper song in there. Fuck that. But I also like some of the Warner Brothers LeBron going into the Warner Brother IP felt very Ready Player One S. Yeah, but, but the stuff I didn't like was it was so much IP. It was so much. Hey, we are Warner Brothers and not about the basketball game like Wet Hot Fire didn't get enough show as Clay Thompson. Dame Lillard came off the bench and I was like, what is going on? You're bringing Dame Lillard off the bench. Like, what do we why, why doesn't the basketball game matter? They go to like 2000 points. a la like Fortnite. Just the basketball game felt out of touch. And then the other complaint I have is every actor not named. Don Cheadle did not know what movie they were supposed to be in. Whether it was Ready Player One, Space Jam, they didn't know what fucking movie they were supposed to be in. Don Cheadle did a good job, though. Yeah, I thought Don Cheadle did a good job. Um, the the main thing I feel about Space Jam, Space Jam Two, is Space Jam One had a great story, and it was a basketball like, movie. It was a basketball movie, and the story like cohesively made sense, and it wasn't trying to be something to somebody. Where like I felt like this movie was trying to be 
something to to all sorts of people and like trying to be like trying to have a message and i'm like we don't need a message we just need a a lebron playing basketball with bugs bunny and they tried to like they tried to be like hey adults this is for you some jokes kids won't get hey video game stuff here for the kids like they they, here kids well i do like you know chungus makes those jokes yeah well bugs was funny Chungus was funny, but that was for internet kids. Like they just, that's to your point of, they tried to appease too many people instead of just telling one cohesive story. I give it a 5.56 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, sure. Wasn't bad. Sure. Wasn't great. It wasn't bad. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have to turn it off. I, I didn't fall asleep. The whole time. Yep, facts. I stayed awake the whole time. That's a fact. Can't say the same so, for gunpowder milkshake. So yeah, that's fine. All right, you talking Dave? Because fans, I didn't watch Dave this week. I'm, I'm I fucked up. All I know, all I can say is that this week's Dave was one of the best of the, se- the season. Putting Doja Cat in it and like the story that it told. So next uh, week we're going to be talking about what three episodes? I guess yeah, we're talking about the Bar Mitzvah episode with him, Els, and Gata. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Doja Cat episode, and I'm hoping that this week's episode kind of builds off that Doja Cat episode. Okay. Not, and so because Doja Cat's done in the season, I mean, like, yeah, that was just a one-off episode for her. Uh, but the person that he does go on a date with in that episode, I'm hoping comes back because she's she's an actress. She's been around. Uh, she funny. Not, you don't really get a lot of her in that mm-hmm. because not because that episode's not about her. Okay. But I'm hoping like maybe this is like Dave's new girl. Mm, okay. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's Dave. Like, like, like we said. I'm sorry. I just didn't watch it. We'll talk about it next week. I got y'all. I promise. So, any alley in these two weeks? Um, bar mitzvah, yes. Okay. Alley gets some play. Um, and in the last episode, so like, I'll just, I'll just say, so Dave, when he goes on the date with that one girl, um, the girl blows off another dude. Mm, okay. And like it, the last scene of that ep- of the episode is the pans to that dude, and that dude is swiping through an app, and he matches with Allie. That's like, ooh, okay. So what's the wait? Who? What's the girls? What's the actress that that's the girls? Skylar May is her name. Skylar May. Okay, okay, okay. I'm looking for it right now on IMDb to see how many episodes she's in. Let me tell oh, you if you want to find it. Yes, please. All right, let's see. Because I would like her to be back for more, but if I, it's wonder, not, I don't think they posted. Back. It was in the episode Somebody Date Me. It was the Somebody Date Me was the highest rated episode of the season so far, 8.7 out of 10. Uh, Skylar Day. Yeah, that's it. So it may not be May. Skylar Day. Mm-hmm. She is. Um, it just says that one. So she might yeah, not she come just, back. She might not come back. That's what I was trying to ask. Skylar Day, IMDb. Oh, yeah, she's on Dave. Good for her. All right. Yeah, she is a cutie. Okay, I see. I see you. One episode, somebody date me. Yep. Doja Cat. Good for Doja Cat, man. I, I wonder if fucking Dave, did Dave not hook up with Doja Cat? And I, I, we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. I need you to, gotta watch it, man. Like, I need to know. Did he not suck Doja Cat's toes? I need <laughs> to know. I need to fucking know. Oh, man. Ugh. But for all of those who stuck to the end, why did Katie get rid of Andrew S? Why? Katie. That so he can uh, be a bachelor. Katie, she should 
the show should just end and she should just go to Blake and we should just be in paradise. Because that's what's going to happen. Like, I am yeah. 100%. I don't believe Greg's going to get it. She's not going to be stepmom to Michael A. Justin, you're just the diversity quota because I think she really liked Andrew S. It's going to Blake. It's going to Blake. Um, you know, I'd be surprised if anyone she, else not Blake gets it. She, she's been posting stuff throughout the season and people are starting to notice now that she does not post anything that, she, that involves Greg. Which makes me think that something bad is going to happen with Greg. Greg might leave. Greg might leave, but I think Michael A is going to leave next episode. Michael A going to leave because he's going to come to the terms about his son. About his son. I'm telling Andrew S is the bachelor. Andrew solidified it for me last episode. And you know, Katie's out here talking about, oh yeah, I'm bring up juice boxes and pack his lunches, and like Michael, she is not ready for this. Katie's leading that poor guy on. That guy, and hold on, let's say this. I feel for Michael A losing his wife. I'll never know that. I never want to experience that type of pain. I don't know that type of pain. But I don't know if going on The Bachelor is supposed to gonna help you find your happiness, my guy. I didn't like how he said I'm un- I would be unhappy there and hopefully Katie can bring me happiness. Like you can't look for your happiness through this girl Katie on the Bachelorette show when you got a little son at home who doesn't have his mom. That, that just broke my heart. It broke my heart, and I'm just being honest. How I felt. You well, I mean, he that. explained why he went on the Bachelorette already. He did. And but and like and because but you of know Jason the line Nesbitt's... I'm talking about that he said he wasn't happy and he was yeah, like yeah. I can't go back to my kid because I'm trying to find happiness and I don't I can't be myself around my kid right now and I understand that I'm not saying that he's wrong for that I'm just saying. I don't know why you're looking for happiness in Katie. Well, yeah, I mean, but Katie, no. But I think, like, I think The Bachelor could work with him because, like, they did the Jason Jason Mesnick season, which was one of the best seasons of Bachelor history. They've had a Bachelorette who has had a kid before, and they built built a season around that, mainly like keeping the kid around so that she was around for the kid. So, like, I think that they can make it work for him if so he was going gonna, to do you, that. You're really sold on Michael A. as the new Bachelor. No, I mean, I would like to see it, um, but I think it'll probably be him or Andrew. I'm, I'm team Andrew S, man. That's who's going to get it. But again, it could still be someone from Michelle's season. So we don't know. True, 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 true. Or it could be true. someone out of paradise. Like someone was saying the other day, they're like, shit, the grocery store Joe might be a bachelor. We don't know. Um, I mean, in, they like I'm him enough the, to bring him back okay, for two seasons after he thing. was out night one. I'm in bachelor, I'm in the bachelor universe again. So last time I was in, I followed from JoJo season to Rachel Lindsay season. Once I get to Rachel Lindsay season, I'm like, cool, who's going to be the bachelor? I have my picks of her guys. They end up making it the old man. And then I fall off and then you get into it. And then there's a whole new cast of people and I just can't get involved. So now I'm back in it. Please pick someone from the fucking seasons that I watched so I can continue onward. Fair. They'll pick back some Matt James Rando. No, or some fucking. Go back to JoJo's season. Let's get some of them guys. Where's Peter? They're all old now. <laughs> Go to Rachel Lindsay season. What about Peter? They're all old now. They're not old. Well, they're thirty. Michael A's yeah. thirty six. No, he's like thirty. Michael A's thirty six. Schubert. All right. Well, whatever. Michael. My, wait. Hold on. We were I, talking about getting seniors on the Bachelor. So I mean, that's what you're saying. But, with Michael A. I mean, I honestly would rather see more mature people on The Bachelor. I, I don't really care to watch a bunch of 20-year-olds. I like the drama, me. That's what I'm in for. 
But um, but yeah, I mean, I, other things from that episode, I'd really love to see what Blake drew. That they Someone had to- said that Michael A needs to be sent home for his own good. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. He does. He's going home. Blake's gonna win this season. That's a given. You know, the stuff that's come out about Greg this week is pretty bad. See, but- ooh, okay, wait, let me ask you this because I'm reading this article right now and I'm gonna read you this paragraph because this is what I was telling you about off air. Now, this lady, let me give let me give the shout out to the lady because we're reading her article on air. Shannon Malero from Jezebel.com. Shout out to you. Um, while I was convinced that Katie would pick Andrew in the in, in, my husband mansplained to me that Andrew got too real with Katie when he asked her about his career and if she would want him to give it up in the end together and, and uh, about how they would live in two places. I told you she fucking lied. I saw it in her eye. But she was like, oh, I want to get real with you. I want to know about what you want. I want to get real. And he said he'd give it up. And she just. She just crumbled that in his face. Yeah, everyone's kind of pointed to that conversation about why, and a lot of people have different assumptions on why that conversation did, went south for him and eventually got him out. Um, I've heard some people say it was like... She told him to pursue send, his dream. Well, it was like sending Katie the, this mixed signal about like, hey, you know, maybe I don't really... Who says I know what I want when I don't even know what I want to do in my life? And like... That's and, bullshit. Well, I mean, That's I'm just a, telling you what people have been saying. So, like, see, to me, he said he'd give up. He said he'd quit. That's my response to that. He said he'd quit. He said, if well, you want me to quit, like I'd that, quit. Though. You don't, don't like, like that? that As for him, well, you're just going to quit for some girl that you just I, met? Look, look, I feel you on that, Schubert, and I agree with you. But I'm just saying for the people that saying, oh, he doesn't know what he wants, he said he'd quit for her. Like, that should tell you he fucking loves you. Even though it's been yeah. four weeks, but I digress. That's a, that's a whole nother conversation for you to quit football. Something you've been playing for 20 years. Talk about how you have two deaths for this bitch Katie. <laughs> yeah. So and I was so pro Katie Thurston. I was I was fucking with Katie. I, I was I was considering following her on IG, like I do some of the other reality show people that I like, but she ain't get the follow because I don't fuck with her no more. She got rid of Andrew S. And I know old slimy ass Blake's gonna win. I don't fuck with Blake because I feel the slime dripping off him. Like he don't know what he's doing right now. Like he's not just, playing the game of the bachelor to get more fans. They're just I made see for you, each Blake. other. Man. You think they're gonna get married? Fuck no. <laughs> I don't, they might, I really don't, honestly. I, you think you think Katie's gonna end up with one of these guys married? Probably not. But she's I feel gonna like end she... up being a bachelorette sloozy. All the little single bachelorettes out here, Tasha, her. Uh, Tasha ain't single. Tasha not single. No, Tasha's with her guy. That you. Oh, she is. My bad, yeah. Tasha. My just my bad. My bad. I fuck with you, Tasha. They're um, running New York right now. Who's another bachelorette floozy? Becca Kaufman. She's actually. You, you can classify her as a bachelorette floozy now. <laughs> who are the, like you know who I'm talking about? They got a bunch of bachelorette floozies out here, and I see Katie Thurston is one. I see it. Hannah Brown. Oh, <laughs> that's one that I know. One of the bigger floozies. She was just banging everybody from her season after it was over, having a good time. Go, Anna Brown. She said, "You men not gonna put." She got a man. No, now. no limits on my body, and I don't blame her. Do your thing, girl. Wait, would you say she got a what? She got a man now. Ooh, who's she with? 
some dude who looks like Tyler Cameron. Why didn't she just pick? Oh, I digress. I digress. But Katie Thurston, I'm I'm willing to go to the bank right now. She's picking Blake. If she yeah, doesn't she pick, pick Blake. Blake, I will be so shocked. Because like you said, I don't see it be poor Greg. I feel like you're just getting led along because I feel like y'all poor don't Greg. match. Poor Greg, the guy who's been who's legitimately been trying to get on the show since Hannah Brown was cast in Claire's season. Oh, that's yeah. about Greg. This is true. All, all this is true. He's been trying to get on the show for like four years now. He was cast in Claire's season, but because of COVID, he ended up not making the list. And then yeah, they finally put him on Katie's season. So Dude, he's just trying to be on the show. He's just trying to be on the show. This comes but they, from- but they had the nerve to call Hunter a super fan. Crazy. Greg's ass. Greg's Greg. doing scheming. He might be He's scheming. Like, no wonder why his ass not winning. He ain't winning. And Michael A., I'm with that lady. She need, he need to go home to his child. My, I guarantee you Michael A. leaves. It's time, it's time I, for Michael A. to stop clowning and go home to his kid. He he's either gonna he's either gonna like have his hometown and then realize that this ain't I can't it. leave. Yeah. Well, he's gonna have his hometown and, and be like, and Katie's gonna meet the kid or whatever. He's gonna be like, this nah, this ain't it. Or he's gonna just gonna be like, I don't even want to put my kid through this because I just know that, that she. Ain't. That's what I think is gonna be. I don't want to put my kid. Like, think about this: the kid's mom just died. It's young. The kid's gonna be thirteen and see his dad on a reality TV show bringing this Katie Thurston to his house after his mama just died. Look, bro, it's been two years. Two years, but you know, still bringing Katie Thurston home on TV. Got me on TV talking about because you know they're gonna. Should you know they're gonna talk about his dead wife if they go to his house? You know they're going to talk about it. There's going to be pictures. It's going to be awkward. The in-laws might be there because he said that they play an important important part in his life. Yo, wait. I want to go to Michael A. House. I want to see this. This is the type of drama I need in my life. Let's go to the in-laws' house and have the in-laws say, she's not better than our daughter, Michael. (laughs) I I, I think it'd be good TV. (laughs) But yeah, so... The other people who got booted from this episode was Brandon, went over to her room and was bruh, like, why, why, won't you, why won't you give me the one-on-one, Katie? My dad, you and my dad would just knock some beers back and it'd be a good time at the, at the hometown. I'm like, Brandon. Wait, wait, dude, dude said, dude said, I didn't get the one-on-one. I don't know if I'm wasting my time here. And then walks to her room and she don't even cry. No hint of sadness. Brendan, I don't know why I kept you through this, dog. You, you could dip if you want. <laughs> did you see uh, when he got up she, the door or whatever? He was like, oh, chapstick. Ugh. <laughs> and then my kiss. Brendan's not close to nobody. So they had old Blake come out because they're both Canadians. And he was like, ah, no, I they're friends. Like, they knew each other. Oh, okay. I thought that Behind was... Behind the scenes. Okay, I thought that was some scripted shit. I thought that was hilarious. Mm. But only reason why Brendan stayed because she didn't want to keep... Any of the three who started beef with Hunter or Hunter to send a message, all drama leaving. That's the only reason why she kept Brendan. Because she couldn't keep one of the four. And then she goes on the one-on-one date with uh, the Virgin Mike. Poor Virgin. Well, not poor Virgin. He legit whispered in her ear, you remind me of my mom. (laughs) I was like, dude. And he kept talking about his interview. He's like, oh, Katie's just a nurturer. Just like my mom. Like... So I think he also said something to Katie like, "Oh, uh, like you know, my mom might be jealous of the cuddle, the, how good a cuddler you are, or something like that." And I was like, "Dude, just stop, dude. Just go." 
My, my thing, <laughs> my thing my is like, I'm convinced that Katie kept that dude around just to be like, see, I'm sex positive, and even like, I'll I'll let virgin, you know, I'll keep a virgin around for a while, just you know. Just, that wouldn't have worked. She'd have cheated on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> this season I'm in it I'm in it now I'm in for paradise I'm in I am in you got me in again I'm in fully my girlfriend hates it I'm in I'm in here I need to know what happened it's hilarious man oh that's what I told her she was like you genuinely love this I was like I genuinely like it but I think it's hilarious like I'm here making fun of it of course but I do like it I do I enjoy it <laughs> So it's funny. You know. And with the, we didn't say the most savage thing of all. Andrew S comes back next day and is like, mm. I just didn't want it to end on end this way or whatever. Leaves a note and walks off and says, you know, what did it say on there? It was it like said basically, um, if, if you get to the if end it of doesn't this, work out, yeah, and you yeah. get to all the end of this and you still want me, I'll be waiting. And then she goes chasing after him, trying to bring him on. And he's like, Yo, I don't want to be back on this. Yeah, like, she, she, was, she was like, if the producers let, would you come back? Like, what does that do? You're just going to send me home the next week. You're only exactly. doing this because you feel bad. Exactly. He he made the right choice and he made the savage he cut there. He did because she knows. I truly think he was the second option. I'm going to be honest. This is how I feel about it. I think she knows that, like, it's Blake. Like, I think she yeah. knows so much that it's Blake. She let him go because she didn't want to string him along because she knows she's going to go through all of this and she's going to love him more and more and then end up loving him, but not picking him, but loving him, but not going to pick him, going to pick Blake. And like, that's why I think like, yo, Greg, you ain't got a shot, dog. Fucking Mike Lay, you definitely don't got a shot. Like, this is Blake's show to lose now at this point. No, and he's not going to lose. So no, no, it's definitely over. Game, set, match. I'm, I'm ready for the uh, Mantel all. That's, That's what, what I'm ready for. for. Might as well, might as well end it. Like Katie might as well send two more home next week. Get to I the think, final. I two. think that's gonna. I'm telling you, I think that's gonna happen. I think. I think she, maybe she like sends Justin home, and then Michael p- pulls out, and then it's just and the final two. And then it's Greg and Blake, and then Greg knows because I'm waiting for the scene where Greg's like, "Blake's a contender. I know he is," and he screams it. You know, I, I watched the previews. Like, and all the previews they've been showing this all season. It hasn't happened yet. I'm ready for it. It's coming. Actor, I hope Greg self evicts too. <laughs> let them all go because, like, Katie has at some point is gonna be like, I just want to get on a plane and leave. And so hope it's just with Blake, just and go. Blake's gonna be like, Let's go. He's gonna, no, she's gonna be like, I want to get on a plane and leave. And she runs. Blake's gonna be outside with the keys. Hey, Katie, that the producer gave him, let's go to our plane. <laughs> I mean, it's just so obvious, like, with that boombox thing. That last boom week, bo- that, I, I realized that, what like, you the said. producers of like the fix is in. Like, last week, over. I realized what you said this week when I was watching Andrew S with the lights. I was like, Ain't no way in hell he said them lights up. The producers was giving him one final shot, one little thing to say they gave everybody something. I, and I still don't know how Justin's just coasting through the back. Like, I don't ever see them talk. It's Justin his facial makes, expressions, man. He's just too good for TV. He just makes great facial expressions. He's the Brendan that, like, Katie actually kissed. Yeah. So, you know, but I'm glad my, that dude Courtney isn't there. Every time I saw him, he made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Didn't like how he looked. <laughs> Poor Courtney, man. I'm glad he's gone. And I don't want him to be in paradise. He's not. They already announced paradise. Oh, it's fuck over. with Courtney, bro. <laughs> and hopefully Par- Trey can stop worrying about other people and find him some... some oh, he will in paradise. Because him unless, Aaron... Unless they and, worry about Carl. But I mean, him, like, Aaron, and Jordan are too much. 
<laughs> I thought I thought Victoria from Mad Season, she was gonna come come in with new attitude or whatever, but apparently she's thrown away the queen title. Now she's like the Empress Victoria or some bullshit like that. And she's like, Oh my god, you get this girl off the beach. <laughs> I'm gonna watch like grocery grocery store Joe and Kendall when they come back down there. Their drama is gonna definitely be more wait, than so Kendall, Victoria. That's from what season? Sorry. So wait, she's not with grocery store Joe anymore? No, they got together on Paradise and they broke up and now the producers are like, mm-hmm, let's bring them back on for Paradise. So Kendall's coming back? Kendall's coming back and Joe's coming back. Ooh, I fuck with Kendall. I was a fan. I always thought she shouldn't have been with that nigga, with that douchebag grocery store Joe. I didn't fuck with it. Not her type of guy. Didn't see it. Didn't see it working. Well, I don't see anybody from Katie season being her Working match. with Kendall? Probably not, but there'll probably be someone there. There might be someone there. Where's my boy Mike Someone from season. Dude, fuck Demi Lovato. Like, why is he on the show? Where's Mike at? Bring him back. He's too busy, like, making money off his life. I mean, he's doing great. <laughs> Mike's killing it. See, Mike. Fuck. He man. was in some, like, music video recently. <laughs> Bro, Mike is killing it. He fucked Demi. And now he got all the, like, the, the Hollywood music, music connects, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. So, but all right, yeah, that's pretty much it. Would you be mad if he came back to be The Bachelor? No, would not. Would love it. I would love it. Like, that's one that I would buy into if they went from someone not Katie season. I could buy yeah. into Mike because Mike always had it. Same thing with Peter. They want to do Peter from the past season from Rachel. I don't know who that person is. I'd buy into Peter. There's a lot of people I'd buy into. Like, uh, who's after Ari season? What was the girl after Ari season? It was Ari, Becca. And then uh was that dude from Becca season that we fucked with? Dude from, Young uh, guy. It was the final three. Blake? She ended up choosing Garrett. Yeah. If they wanted to do yeah, Blake from Becca Garrett, season. Garrett, Blake, and Jason. Jason's Caitlin Bristow now, and Blake doesn't want to be a part of Bachelor Nation anymore. Oh, well, he wants to be a part of Bachelor Nation. He doesn't want to be on the shows anymore. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, he had a bad experience of paradise, man. It was just like oh. they just ripped him apart too bad because like he went to stagecoach and like sucked half the cast. Good for you, Blake. What stagecoach? It's like uh, Bonnaroo. Oh, nice. Nice. Dude Some said, music fuck, festival. Dude said, fuck all this it was like, shit. I'm he was with, at the end. That's what I'm he was with. Fire. Yeah. He was with one girl, Christina, and then he was with like Kaylin from uh, Colton Season. See, that's what I'm saying. All these bachelorette and bachelor floozies, men and women who don't get together, they just start fucking each other after it. That's all. Just floozy world. Like Hannah Brown doing it. Blake doing it. Who's that guy that we that we didn't fuck with from uh oh no you didn't watch Rachel's season never mind we're talking about like Nick Vial <laughs> I fucking hate Nick Vial I hate every time he comes on the show I hate every time they mention him like Nick Vial some guy him and Ben every time they bring Ben back I'm like what are you doing and Blake's gonna be that guy you know it too he will be and it pisses me off because he, he wants to be that too you can tell he's like yeah i've done the games a couple times like this is this is what i know about this the thing where we're at this is what it is i'm blake i've been here a bunch <laughs> of times like i know what you're going through brendan i understand i was that guy even though i wasn't i was that guy blake i saw i, blame brendan, I saw it i saw it happen i'm blake <laughs> fuck you bro oh man God. Yeah, I'm 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 ready. I'm ready to, to get this season over with because it's pretty. Yeah, much I'm kind of ready to. Like the beginning was fun, but now it's like, Katie, can you just pick somebody? But I do want to see these Jokers' families. Like I want Justin's oh. family, like Greg's family. Like I want to see these people. Blake's exactly. family, shit. I want to see Michael A's family. I want to see the in-laws. <laughs> 
And what if, if they show up, dude? I think it'd be crazy. <laughs> oh, if I was Katie, I would be like, this is awkward. For sure. Oh, man. But that's pretty much everything, yeah. man. Yeah, so tell us what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network. So we didn't drop a new anime talk this week. It'll be out next week. But if you follow us on Twitch, Bros Who Think, uh, Bros Who Twitch.tv slash bros who think we're going to be live streaming our live event this week. Anime talk will be live at DreamCon. That is RDC World and Supreme, Supreme Dreams Convention in Dallas, Texas. It's at the E Games Arena at the E Games Arena in Arlington, Texas. Going to be lit. Anime talk. We're doing two shows there. Make sure you, uh, if you're in the Arlington, Texas region, come out, come check it out. Other than that, we're going to be live streaming it, so check out for that. But the Bros Who Think podcast is out now. Uh, a One Piece manga review is out now, and the new episode of Never Less Than Ill is out now. You can check out all of that either on the website or on the YouTube or wherever you follow us at to listen to podcasts. All right. Well, you can... Uh, or did you tell them on social media, too? Oh, yeah. You can follow me at LynnBWT. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Follow me on Letterboxd at LynnBWT. You can uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HUber14, Letterbox, Adam BWT. Put out reviews for Space Jam 2. Uh, put out reviews for the Fear Street trilogy. Uh, and I don't think I'm going to do Gunpowder Milkshake just because what is there to say? Um, but yeah, be, uh, be on the lookout for everything going on with the network. Check out our letterbox stuff because we'll be putting out some stuff on that. Make sure you listen for next week's episode and also look out for our run it back with Zodiac. And if you haven't yet, listen to our run it back that we did with the usual suspects. Fact. So uh, for Lyndon Burton, my name's Adam Schubert. Thanks everybody for listening to this week's episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. I hope everyone out there has a great week and as always, keep binging. <laughs>